Bumming with Bob Let's have a few brews We'll have some fun With the bum wine crew So kick your feet up And grab you a beer Cause damn man I'm glad that you're here Alright, alright, alright. This is Bumwine Bob welcoming you to an all-new edition of Bumming with Bobcat. And joining the show this week, she is a multi-time award-winning adult performer, one of the top girl-on-girl performers in the adult industry. She's also a producer, director, and next year we'll be celebrating 20 years in the adult industry. She is the one and only, the lovely Miss Sin Sage is with us this week. Uh, Sin, how are you tonight? Hello, so nice to be here. I'm doing awesome. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, thank you for taking the time out of your, your very busy schedule to hop on the podcast and hang out, have, have a drink or two, and see what kind of trouble we'll get into tonight. So, so starting off right away, uh, what, are you, what are you drinking? What do you have on tap? Well, right now I have just, you know, a classic uh, Mexican beer, Pacifico. I will open this up right now you can't go wrong with that <laughs> I, I would say i was on the uh it's in the same family of the Modelo, and i had mm-hmm. that i was enjoying some of that last week for cinco de mayo i was out there oh. and i told a, a friend of mine he's a podcast friend of mine that mm-hmm. literally the night before i had a dream that he showed up to a party and gave me a case of corona and while i didn't <laughs> get the corona I was out at the store and I bought the big 32 ounce bottle of the, the Modelo <laughs> and, went, and, and went with that. And I told him this, and it was, it was one of those really vivid dreams. And I was, I saw it. Yeah. And I was like, I went to the store and I was like, okay, well, I'm not getting the Corona. Well, I do love a nice Corona and lime from time to time. I saw the, the big bottle of Modelo and I was like, all right, I'm going with, with that one, but you can't, you can't go wrong with the, uh, the Pacifico either. Yeah, I think um, it's one of my faves as far as the Mexican beers go. I think Pacifico and um, I like that Estrella Jalisco as well. Okay. I (laughs) I haven't had that one. I haven't had that one. Yeah, it's really good. But generally, um, I really love like Japanese beers. Asahi is like one of my favorite as far as sort of, I guess, like non-crafty style of beers. (laughs) (laughs) More like well, grocery store fair. Um. No, tr- trust me. When when you're talking to me, I, I am the bottom shelf connoisseur when it comes <laughs> to cheap booze. Because what what I'm what I just cracked open before we started recording is since it is the month of May, we are celebrating MD 2020 May, and I have an MD 2020 spiked punch and island pineapple. Now, what color is it? It is uh, yellow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, yeah. that shit is horse. <laughs> <laughs> that mad dog. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So this this is this is a little different. These they came out with last year. So these are in cans. So they're more of a oh like a, a malt, drink. Yeah, like a malt beverage. Trying to capitalize yeah. on that market. Almost but, like the sparkly water thing, like the yeah yeah like similar to that. Water. Yeah. Yeah, like so. I am a huge fan of sparkling water. So like in front of me right now, I've got my water bottle. My my LaCroix berry flavor and my Pacifico. <laughs> okay. You have, you have a variety there. Uh, and I go through like between my husband and I, uh, we go through probably 12, probably like about a 12 pack a day of the sparkling waters. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I like that. Now, are you, are you a fan of like the hard seltzers and those That's type of drinks? Like, I wanted to be so bad, like, because I love seltzer water, but those sparkling seltzers, those uh, spiked ones, like the hard ones, they give me a headache every single time. And I don't get headaches. I'm not a headache person. So when I start drinking something and like, I'm not even a third of the way through and I already feel this tension building in my head and I'm like, I can't drink this. This sucks. You're so badly wanted to. Yeah, and and I, I've brought this up many times before. And they're, they're the hit thing. Everybody loves them. They're everywhere you go. is hard seltzer, this, that. Every yeah. company has one. Oh, yeah. And 
And I'm a big fan of just regular sparkling water seltzers. Yes. And I am not a fan for the most part of any hard seltzers. I just think they have kind of a a fake aftertaste to them. If, if I want to drink a bubbly alcoholic drink, I'll take a seltzer and then pour alcohol with it and and do it that way. Exactly. Exactly. Then you, you can control how, how crazy do you want to get? Do you want to just put one shot in two shots (laughs) and and kind of go from there? Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's the big fat and anywhere you go every day, there's something new when it comes to a hard seltzer. I was out at the store yesterday and, and Bud Light now has some, Groovy, oh yeah, groovy mix pack. Now they have a hard soda one <laughs> that that I have a can of that. I'm going to be reviewing next week uh, with a friend of mine on the show, and they're just all over the place. Yeah. And it's it's not dying down. At the beginning, no. people thought it was a fad, but it's been totally. like three or four years yep. of this, and it just keeps going on and on. So w- where it ends. Uh, Nobody knows, <laughs> but, but this, but this MD 2020, this is a, a little higher. This is a 12% alcohol. Oh. Here. So it's similar to now, So from what you said, so I, I'm assuming you've taken a road, a trip down the, the MD 2020 road before in your past. I'm assuming from your, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. We bought a, the, well, not a lot, but I, I remember, um, within the past 10 years, at least buying, a like the flask size. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say it was blue or okay. it was uh, pink watermelon, or we could have had both. And we were just, maybe like, was it, was it the around. blue? Was it, was it the bling bling with the gold chain on the logo no. on the front? I don't know. Oh, okay. So. All right. <laughs> it was a while ago, so I don't know. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> depends on how many, how much you drank of it that night. True. You might not remember too much of it. It yeah. happens too. So yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I think everybody has their own MD twenty twenty story, and either kind they say they'll never drink it again, or yeah. if you're somebody like me and my usual crew that I run with in the the podcast world, they're on the same level as me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, you know, the older I get, and that keeps happening, I haven't figured out how to stop it yet. Um, I just want to avoid feeling like shit the next day. And, um, you know, that MD doesn't, doesn't lead to a great next day. And like shit that I could handle in my 20s. Like, no. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, no, I, I hear you. This is actually the the first drink I'm having tonight since we're recording this here on a Thursday night. I recorded my previous podcast last Friday night. And since we're celebrating this MD 2020 May, me and my, my buddy Roadhouse, we did a podcast and <laughs> we cracked open. We mixed up what we call the Mad Mosa, which was the MD 2020 Orange Jubilee, like the orange flavored one and yeah. some cheap champagne. Yeah. So we mixed that up and we're like, oh wow, this is this is really good. So had drank, drank some <laughs> of that. And then we topped it off with a new new beverage. It's a uh, neon spiked punch drink. Uh, similar to like any other malt beverage. And so we were drinking that, and then I had the bright idea of mixing that with champagne. And that that next day. <laughs> That 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 Saturday after was a very rough day, and like you said, when you drink that stuff and you wake up the next day and you're like, "All right, it was a good idea at the time." It but seemed like a good idea. At the time. Yeah, it, it was, <laughs> and, it, and it was fun. Then after we died, you know, I'm, I'm hanging out, I'm still drinking, you know, listening to music, just hanging out, and then all of a sudden it was like the flip the switch, and it was like, "Oh crap!" All right, I gotta. <laughs> I got to go to bed now. And then the next yep. thinking, okay, maybe I'll sleep it off next day. One of those hangovers that just kind of lingered until oh, the, yeah. the, the late afternoon mm-hmm. after oh, finally yeah. having lunch. And then by dinner time, like, okay, uh, I'm starting to feel human again. So, <laughs> it happens. It happens. I mean, we, we've all been there before. And that's why some people say, okay, that's on the no fly list when it comes to, to drinks. So it's like, well, well, why not? You know, stick stick with what you like and what you know. 
you can stay out of trouble with. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, what's your what's your go to drinks? Like, if you were just hanging out, relaxing. Um, I mean, it just kind of depends so much on like where I'm at, what my mood is, what's the mood of the night, and stuff like that. But um. <clears throat> Like if I go, so I used to be a person who I could never, like, I could only drink vodka. That was like the only liquor type of drink that I could ever have. Um, and then over the past couple of years, I've actually gotten a little bit into tequila, but just, um, like it with drinks and stuff like mixed drinks. So yeah, no, you're so not doing I, shots. You're not doing shots. No, God yeah, no. yeah. Hell fucking no. I'm not doing <laughs> shots. Period. <laughs> like I have to be in such a crazy wacky mood if I feel like doing short shots, but, um, yeah. So if I go to a Mexican restaurant, I'm going to have, um, a margarita, like usually one that's like, you know, hibiscus margarita or something real classy like that. And then, um, if I'm going to have sushi, you know, I'm definitely going to have some Asahi beer and I'm not big on sake. I like cold flavored sake. So, um, if it's, you know, I've had like banana sake before Ooh, okay. or, um, strawberry mango, like I, I can drink those sakes. Um, and then, but yeah, like champagne, I love champagne. It's probably one of my favorite things to drink. Um, whether it's, you know, sparkling wine or legit champagne or like a dry Prosecco. I don't really like the sweet stuff. Um, and so yeah, vodka back in the day, I used to do like spiced rum and Coke, like captain and Coke and stuff like that. But, um, that shit is too sweet. now. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. Like you said, if you're mixing it with the, with the Coke or something like that, then you get, yeah. and I out. don't, and yeah. I don't drink soda anymore, really, especially since I started drinking the sparkly waters. Like, I am just off soda completely. So. Yeah, is this a good substitute? Yeah, yeah. And so when I when I do have, like, if I'm going to, if I'm feeling in the mood for, like, a vodka cocktail, it kind of will be vodka and then, like, a flavored sparkly water. And I'll just go with that. And then usually, you know, I'll have one and then I'm like, yeah, I'm good. That's good for me. I really only drink, like, uh you know, I only really drink to get drunk. Like if I'm going out and I, I usually that's maybe like once every few months that I like go out and I'm like, I'm going to have some drinks tonight. I'm not going to give a shit. Like, <laughs> but I it's, will say yeah. the, last, the last time I went out, I had like maybe three or four different beers. And then I was like, I'm feeling good, but the show's almost over. I think I'm just going to get one champagne. And that's what fucking killed me <laughs> it was that mix like whatever you pick you gotta stick with it it was mixing that champagne being like the one more just one more and it fucking ruined me yeah you're like okay i can do one champagne it was what's the worst that 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 can happen and then it's like that's when mm -hmm. it puts you over the edge and... yeah my my brain my thinking was already not right <laughs> yeah yeah no no we, we, we've all been there i mean it seems like you're kind of a you're kind of a chameleon when it comes to your drinks and he said you kind of adapt to the situation of you being out at certain places of what you're drinking and what you have and then if you yeah. really decide you're like you like say you try to match it you know you're at mexican you get something similar to that you're at a yep. japanese restaurant you get something related to that and it's, it's always yeah. fun to do that and try different types of drinks at those places to see what you totally. like and don't like i mean yeah. as long as you're not spending you know like 15 dollars on a drink that you don't like when you go out somewhere you're like oh this is what it was oh suck. great <laughs> but yeah or like uh there's this good italian restaurant that's out here and they have the um they have really really awesome cocktails so and they are like $15. So it's not like you're going to those places and getting enough cocktails to like get drunk. Like you're just enjoying the flavor of the drink with your meal and stuff, you know? Yeah. If, if you're looking to get drunk at that point, make sure you pregame a lot beforehand. Exactly. And then you'll be, <laughs> be ready to go. It's like going out to clubs and bars. It's okay. Get together beforehand, have your drinks, then go out because nobody wants to wake up to that, that receipt of like $200, oh. you know, bar tab of like, yeah more than that yeah 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 depending <laughs> where, where you're going i mean it, you see that sometimes you're like holy shit how did that happen yeah <laughs> i'm just like i'm not looking 
<laughs> right at, at the time like you said it's a good idea at the time to yeah. to go all out and have have fun with it and start drinking all this stuff and then the next morning it's like uh you know especially if you have to get up and and, and try to be a productive member of society the next day uh it's like mm. okay let's just let's just call tomorrow off and <laughs> just do a, do a reset for the next day well, it's just you gotta keep learning some lessons. You just gotta keep learning them. <laughs> yeah, then that's just, that's the same with everything. You can't keep going on. You, you learn what you like, what you don't like, and I guess that kind of also segues kind of nicely into your your day job here of, of being <laughs> in the in the adult industry. And and let's like say you're going up on on twenty years in, yeah. in the industry next year. I mean, how, how how's it feel? I mean, uh, does it does it seem like it's been that that long or yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, time is just weird. <laughs> it feels like when you start your life, you know, the first 20 years of your life, maybe 25 years of your life, it just takes forever. It feels like it's everything is taking so long. And then once you've passed 30, it feels like you're careening down the hill of a roller coaster and it's just so fast. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. You wake, you wake up one day and you're like, oh, wow, I'm going I'm to be 40. Uh yeah Dude, it's like oh, pretty okay. soon yeah <laughs> but, uh, but so you know I guess for me it just kind of feels like um you know I can't really compare the experience to any other job because I've never really had another career so <laughs> it's just like um you know this is the career I chose I didn't do it as like a, a lark or an experimental thing or something to do just for fun it was just like this is pretty this is what I want to do with my life um and I think when I first got into it I didn't have the same sort of intentions that I do now like it really evolved into um something more than I kind of even ever imagined it would be as far as like the meaning that what I do can bring to some people um, so that aspect of it has just like been incredibly fulfilling for me. Um, and yeah, so I think the other thing about having done it for this long is that I've reached this point where, um, you know, I just know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm very, very confident in like, the things I make and the things I do in the way that I do it. And the, um, so that's nice. Like never showing up for work or starting a day being like, gosh, I hope I do this. Okay. Or whatever. It's just like complete and total confidence. Uh, so that's a good feeling that comes with, you know, decades in, 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 in your career. Um, and, um, the other cool thing kind of is that I have a lot of people that sort of, you know, like look up to me or will even ask for maybe advice or, um, you know, I've even worked with people who are like, oh my God, you were, you know, I was jerking off to you when I was in high school or college <laughs> and now we're doing a scene together and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's like, I, I appreciate that, but, yeah. uh, you know, you know, keep, keep that to yourself, maybe. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love to hear it. I love to hear that. That's amazing. I mean, if I, since I've got to do this whole getting older thing, um, which we all got to do, it's, it's cool to, you know, be working with people now that like, were maybe, um, were somehow maybe inspired by what they saw me doing. And I'm like, that's, that's pretty rewarding. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, I think that's kind of cool because, you know, another thing that's interesting is like when I started in this industry, you know, I was, I was the younger one. I was just talking about this with somebody else. Like I was the younger one in all the older, younger scenes. Right. So I was, you know, 24 working with women in their like thirties and forties and, and even older and just being like, okay, th like, this is what we're doing today. All right, cool. And just, I just remember like the, like, image that I had of sort of what that means to be in your thirties or forties or whatever age. And now I'm there and I'm the older one in the older, younger scenes. And, um, just, 
like working with those younger girls and being like, I wonder if they're thinking about me the same way that I used to think about them when I was younger. I mean, I'm sure they are. <laughs> it's just like a bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It, it's 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 kind of like you're. I, I want to say mentoring. Yeah. In, in, a, in a way, I mean that's. I that, love that. Cause, yeah, because you're you're working with them. You're showing okay. This is you're showing them the ropes of everything, and okay, mm-hmm. this is what you, you know. You know exactly what they went through because you started yes, when yeah, you were younger totally. too and yeah. you, you've gone the whole way through I mean that's <laughs> dedication there I mean there's I mean I know I've talked to so many people in the industry over the years and there's so many people that bounce in and out and back and forth they're yeah. in for a little time then they just kind of vanish and, yeah. and never go back to it because like I said a lot of people do go into it thinking it as some big quick you know I don't want to say get rich quick scheme type thing, but they're not That's looking right. at it in, in the, in the long term. They think, right. Oh, I can, I can, I can do this and I can get, I can get paid to, to have sex on camera or whatever. Or I can pay for school or, you know, pay towards like whatever career my goals really are, you know? Right. You know, right. Right. As the goal, but yeah. And that's fine. Everybody's got to do their own thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, everybody yeah. has their own reasons for doing whatever they do. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess what caused you to get into the industry in the first place? Was this just your idea from the start or is just kind of those things when one day just kind of the light bulb went off and you're like, Hey, <laughs> I'm, I should do this. <laughs> Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, Basically, and I got to say that I don't even know like where this came from. Like, I'm a very, uh, I I like, I say lucky, but maybe like, I don't know if privilege is quite the right word, but like, um, I am someone who never had to suffer through like child um, abuse or like sexual abuse or anything like that. So I'm very, you know, grateful and blessed in that sense. But um, something about when I kind of like hit puberty and I knew porn was the thing that existed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I never really, you know, obviously this, we're talking about the nineties. This is the, the, yeah, the the early days of the internet. I I was there with you during that, that (laughs) I'm, I'm in your same age range so I, I know exactly okay. yeah so it was just like I had seen some images and stuff when I was like younger but they were like at my girlfriend's house and she had or her dad had like easy writer magazines and I, we found those and we were just like ah this is so hard. let's look at the boobies again you know <laughs> um but you know never 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 uh was there like videos that we had super easy access to or anything like that yeah. so if, if you had like four hours to sit there and download one like a, yeah. ten, a 10 second grainy clip that was the best oh you my could god get at the time. it was like the size of a nickel or whatever yeah. like i never watched a video on the internet for sure no um but by the time i got to be like maybe 14 15 i was doing a lot of like sex chatting um and like chat rooms like actual like AOL chat rooms mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that and um so I was just doing that like using the written word <laughs> um and I was like I would sit there and find like a picture of lesbians and for like 15 minutes while the picture fucking downloaded you know and but even before that I mean I swear I was probably about 13 and I was telling uh, all my classmates that I was going to be a porn star when I grew up and um then it kind of shifted to being a stripper. I really wanted to be a stripper because that just seemed to me so, uh, well, exotic. It seemed like just this uh, dark nightlife style of thing that an adult woman could do to make a good living. And I don't know, I was just really attracted to that. I was really intrigued by that and um, wanted to do it. (laughs) So I've really just always wanted to be involved in um in sex work I was just and this is kind of something I say like I was really just born to be uh well I say I was born to be like an entertainer so I was in um theater uh acting drama class um singing choir dancing um I did all of that my whole life growing up um I was just a ham and I wanted to be on stage or in front of a camera all the time so 
to me, like that sort of transition over to doing adult work, uh, performing, being on stage, uh, taking off my clothes. I, I knew I was an exhibitionist since I was about 15 or something. I'm also kind of a nudist. I just like being naked. Um, and if people are watching me naked, that's even better. So all of these things just coalesced and I just kind of knew what I wanted. And um, I didn't really start working in the strip club till I was 19. Uh, when I was 18, I did a couple of like photo shoots that I found in the back of LA Weekly magazine. There'd be little advertisements for photographers looking for adult models. Um, and worked at the strip club and then met a girl there who got me in touch with her boyfriend who was making her a website. And like, they, I was like, I want a website. And <laughs> they took me to my first AVN convention, which was in 2003, January, 2003. And it was so much bigger back then. Um, mm -hmm. It was a huge building, uh, I believe still at the Sands, um, you know, back in the day, it hasn't been there for years, but, um, and I was just like, um, my eyes were just wide and sparkling and I was just so happy. I was like, these are my people. Uh, and so got a few gigs from that and everything just kind of, uh, snowballed for me really until I would say, you know, so I was always doing videos, but stripping was like my main income source, um, till around 2007 ish. And then I was getting enough, um, work performing in videos that I didn't have to, um, focus on stripping too much anymore. Like I would kind of transition to just doing it from time to time for a little bonus. Yeah. You went from being focused on that, the majority of your nights yeah. to, okay, I'm doing these videos and shooting mm -hmm. things during the day or whatever that, okay, yeah. maybe one or two nights a week. Maybe one or a couple <laughs> nights uh, every few months or something. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause you know, like one thing I remember being really sort of overjoyed with and surprised by pleasantly. Uh, so was just being on a movie set, uh, and being treated like so well by everyone there. Um, you know, they, they feed us and they do our makeup sometimes and, um, you know, take pictures of, of, of us and make just, I felt like a little movie star. I was like to be treated this way. And then to know I have a guaranteed amount paycheck at the end of that day. Uh, I was just like, this is the best. Why does anybody not like this? And especially strippers that I knew that were like, you know, doing, a doing favors or whatever in the back i was like why don't you just fucking do this it's like right right you get, you, you get paid for it this way you get yes, a you legit get like a check. yeah <laughs> yeah like this is way better but i i know the reason why like a lot of girls uh don't mind doing sex work but they don't want anybody to know about it right right once you're out that. there on you know, once you're out there on camera in That's front of forever. people exactly once it's on the it's internet it's it, it's there forever you, you can't scrub yeah. that these days you're you're you out know? there yeah so that's why i'm always telling people like if you really want to do this like make sure you've thought through every possible future you know um possibility probability and you know your family can find out are they going to be okay with that are they going to excommunicate you you know your future employers if your future school. I mean, literally there's so many things, um, that could take away future opportunities for you if you have other things in mind for your future. So I just tell people like, make sure that you know that you're okay with this forever. <laughs> yeah. At that point. Okay. Make sure, like you said, it's on internet. It, yep. You can't get rid of it. Uh -uh. I, mean, I guess, I guess. So once you got started in the industry, so was there a reason you only went on the girl girl road? Yeah. Um, at the time when I got into the industry, you know, me always talking about wanting to be a porn star and stuff. I never even really thought about boy, girl, 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 any of that shit. Like I knew I was queer uh, around obviously puberty, the same kind of time. Um, I was just like, oh, okay. I also like women, <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, my, 
I just never thought of it. Like, would I have sex with men on camera? I was just like, I'm going to be a porn star. Like I'm going to be naked, you know, not really thinking of all the details, me not knowing anything either at that time. Uh, you didn't know what you were going to get into at that time. You're just like, okay, no. I'm going to have, I'm going to have no clothes on. I'm going to be nude and right. we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I also, I wasn't like a promiscuous young, young lady. I didn't have sex really. Like, I mean, I kind of had an experience when I was 15, like quote unquote sex. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think my first like real sex experience, I was probably around 17 uh, with a boyfriend and yeah, just like, to be honest, I have not had a lot of sex with men. Um, but so anyways, uh, so I dated, uh, um, I was with my boyfriend at the time. And so to me, it wasn't even a question when I started actually getting the work. It was like, well, yeah, I'm not going to cheat on my boyfriend by sleeping with other guys. Um, and, and that was the mindset at the time. And, you know, his thing at the time was very much like, uh, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Don't sleep with guys, sleep with girls for a video. It's fine. Um, and like for work, it's, it's fine or whatever, but you know, he also was never, never like, and so I was with him for nine years and it was not great. Um, but you know, he just was not supportive at all of my career. Uh, he wasn't, he would never be like, I don't want you doing this. None of, none of that shit, but he would never ask me about it. He was never, how was your day? How was your shoot? None of that shit. It was kind of just like, I go and I do my job and we just don't really talk about it. Yeah, it's like, don't, don't ask, don't tell when it comes a to little that. Bit. Just, just, you're doing your own thing. I don't want to hear about it. And like you said, I guess like supportive of you, but not, not, to- not, a, not totally. Not a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not in a supportive way. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. Um, and you know, he, he's kind of just like, if he didn't have to work, he didn't want to, he, he mostly didn't have jobs when we were together. Um, it's just one of those things. So as long as, as long as you were bringing home the bacon, it was, yeah, it was fine. It was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. And I was uh, 18 when we started dating and I was like 27 when I was finally able to move on with my life. So <laughs> it's just something that, you know, I think a lot of young people or we can all kind of relate to making not the best decisions when we're young <laughs> yeah that's true that's true we're not that's making the decisions that we should have made <laughs> right right thinking totally okay you made yeah thinking you made the right decision at the time then you look back and you're like now oh, that was a bad idea <laughs> should yeah, have done that you know, one. and it's all fine like i i am the person i am today because of those experiences and i i'm with the person i am with today that um i would never change anything about my past if it meant that I wouldn't have ended up with my current partner like I wouldn't change even one painful thing because it's right so worth it yeah now so, right it's always <laughs> that that journey you're on to find that end that end goal with everything so it all it all works out in yeah. the end and, and you still had fun throughout the whole process with everything and oh work was like a a reprieve <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, I, I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're, you're still having fun with that and doing all sorts of different videos. And like you said, now, did you ever have, did you ever aspire to break into like actual, like mainstream acting? Oh, all? of course. That, that was my, you know, that was the ultimate dream growing up. Um, you know, I always wanted to be like just famous actress, uh, musician, singer, band, whatever, anything like that. I wanted that, but, um, you know, uh, it seems a little unrealistic. And so I have uh, people all the time are like, why don't you try being a mainstream actress? And I'm just like, do you think that's something I can just decide to do one day? And then I am one, like, <laughs> Like, and I, I've lived in LA. I've been friends with a lot of people who have spent time in the mainstream industry. And um, I mean, even just like, you know, you can read Cassandra Peterson's book, for example, Elvira, you know, any, any celebrity story about how it all begins is you have to, you know, you have to sacrifice your life 
almost 100%. Um, go to auditions constantly. You're getting rejections constantly. And then you still have to find a way to bring in an income while you're living in one of the most expensive places to live in the country. Um, you know, uh, trying to book gigs and trying to break into this industry, you know, Hollywood industry, it's just, it's so unrealistic and it's so just, it sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> so, I mean, if someone is like, Hey, we want to put you in a mainstream movie and we're just going to give you the role and that's it. I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do this now. <laughs> yeah. All right, sign me up. I'm not going to live in Hollywood, you know, sharing a one bedroom apartment with five other people. So while I waitress or something, so I can go to auditions every fucking day and like, no, no, thank you. That does no. not sound fun. <laughs> no, no, because no. I think a lot of people do try to use the adult industry as that catapult to get into the mainstream movies. A lot of people do, but I think that the route that I've chosen with um, the adult industry is one that just doesn't lead to the kind of uh, fame and popularity that might get you noticed by um, the mainstream. So, you know, like the biggest example I can think of from my time would be like Sasha Gray. And when she came in, you know, um, she was like 19 and she did everything and you didn't, and she was like filthy and you didn't see a lot of that, um, at that time. And so she just like catapulted to popularity. And, um, so I think for some, for her, you know, it was really easy to sort of get that, um, mainstream, you know, notice being noticed and like for example you know St steven soderbergh like made a movie with her as the main character and you know so i'm feeling like oh this one director was watching enough porn and you know like so yeah yeah and, yeah, and they decided okay yeah i said oh I, i've seen her enough times that okay i can use her in yeah this all right perfect yeah 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 so and it's just like you know i don't already by not doing boy girl like you're cutting that shit down to like a quarter <laughs> you know like just so even though I've been around a long time and like I I do have a certain level of notoriety um it's not it's still a fraction of you know like some of these people like um you know Angela White or like Abella Danger like th those are really 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 popular stars because um they're they're great at what they do but they're also doing everything you know doing a boy girl doing anal all that stuff and um it's just not yeah that's just not it's not it's not your thing and, and there's nothing wrong yeah. with that you, you stick and with what you like and what you have fun with so totally just, and yeah. that's what i think is really important too and the reason why I like the fans the the fans that i do have and the people that do watch me are really fierce and they're super loyal because they're not seeing a lot of what I, what I make and how I perform. They're not seeing a lot of that in the mainstream. And so, um, they just, so it's, it's maybe like not as many people, but the people that I do have are just like fierce. Like they will stick with me for years and years and years. Um, yeah, so like I've got some fans that have been talking to me on Twitter since like 2008, like just still around, still loving what I do. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you still have the following. I mean, th there's no yeah. reason you should compromise your own. I don't, I don't want to say morals, but you, you have your own. No, it's not limits. morals. It's, 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 just, your, it's your well, limits. Of, it's not of even, it's just like I do what I feel. I can be authentic with and passionate about. And, um, and that's, that's what these fans like really, that's why they stick with me for so long is because of that authenticity. And I think if I was trying to do things that didn't like resonate with me in the same way, um, that would just, you'd see that come across in my performances. And uh, then I would start representing something that didn't feel like was me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that, right, right. If you if people woke up tomorrow morning and then saw you doing these hardcore anal videos or, or something, <laughs> people would be like, um, 
what happened here when <laughs> when you, you yeah, have what's you, changed? Yeah, but, what, you know, what happened? I'm I'm you know I've evolved in several ways over the past 20 years and um so like that that can continue to happen. Um you know I'll never say like oh I'll never do this, I'll never do that. Like I don't know what I'm gonna fucking do. Right, right. It's, it's 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 never say never. I mean yeah you, you have your thoughts <laughs> yeah. right now of of what you like to do, what you enjoy. And and yeah. that's really what you should be doing is what you enjoy and not doing things just for the sake of doing them. Yeah. Hoping to be seen or anything like that. Cause it, for how yep. long you've been doing this now, I, I think, you know, you want to stick with what you like, what you can do, what the people like to watch you do and, and go from there. There's no point in trying to reinvent or do things just to say, Oh yeah, I did this. It's like, yeah. yeah. No, there's, there's, there's no point with that. <laughs> nah. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what's next for you? What are, what are you working on these days? What do people have to look forward to to see you uh, come out with? Um. Well, so I've got, you know, my sort of my studio productions. Um, and I think right now in the works, uh, hopefully coming out in the next few weeks is uh, I made a strap on threesome video a movie with my partner drake manowar so those threesomes are ones where um you know he's there with his penis and i am there <laughs> with my dick yeah, uh, so, yeah and so yeah so we both um fuck with our dicks uh the third <laughs> <laughs> um so one of the scenes is a double vag uh, and DP and the other one is um, your sort of more standard DP and um, then yeah two more scenes just sort of tag teaming taking turns uh, there's a really fun thing that we do sometimes where um, the girl is underneath me and I'm fucking her kind of like missionary and then he comes behind me and like he fucks me as I fuck her like it's awesome <laughs> that's like one of my favorite things to do <laughs> now you're working on a new website now too right is that uh um, no or... no no new website no okay okay maybe that was the uh the other link i guess because now you have i know trust me i know you have like 50 different links of where <laughs> I do. where I people do. can find you i mean it, it's, it's so tough these days to, to keep track of okay well uh, you have yeah. your own you have your own website you have an only fans you have yeah. Other sites where people can find you, cam sites. I mean, yeah, I don't really cam though, but uh, so I've got like sin-sage.com and that's just my site where you can go there and order custom videos. I have like a form you can fill out and FAQ all that. So I'm a custom video producer as well. Like I make high quality custom videos, not just like um, little things I shoot on my phone for a couple minutes. Like we have all the equipment (laughs) we make like, Custom. Legit, yeah. legit, yeah, yeah. Legit. yeah. You, you know your money's going to a good cause when you do it. Not some some five <laughs> well, minute get... grainy video where you're like, oh, well, what no, 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 <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get like a high quality product. Um, so sin stagecom is where you can find that. I also sell my features there. So when I make a full length feature movie, um, those are those are for sale on my website sin stagecom There's also like interviews and podcasts, things like that. There's a a gallery you can sign up for a little newsletter i send out a couple times a year um so that's a great site for that but then uh of course my only fans like i'm always trying to get more people to sign up for my only fans i'm so generous on my only fans it's ridiculous it's only ten dollars a month um and then my other two main things are my many vid store and my clips for sales store so uh sinsage.manyvids.com and then sinsage dreams is my clips for sale store. Those are all sort of like my main vortex of <laughs> where you can, can find get all whole, that sage energy. I was going to say the whole brand, the whole, because yes. I guess, because is everything pretty much these days, what you do on the websites and clips. I mean, I know there still is DVDs and videos that <laughs> go out there, but are you, are you really producing any of those anymore? Like where in the day you'd get, whatever it was, you know, lesbian milfs or whatever, you know, volume four or whatever. I mean, is there still a big market for 
like a whole DVD of, of videos or is it more just clips and separate scenes that are on websites these days? So everything is really, um, I mean, it's just all, it's all there, all of it. So I do all of it. Um, but I will say that, you know, since, uh, especially since I moved uh, to Vegas, I, I've been living in Vegas the past like four years. Um, so getting to LA is like, so that's what you're talking about is like studio shoots. Um, so right, right. Like DVDs, that's not really a thing anymore. Like kind of, I guess a little bit, but. Right, well, that's what I was asking because um, I was like. Kind of dying. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, so when I'm saying like the features that I make that I saw on my site, that means what a DVD used to be, right? So like um, I have a box cover and I have four scenes, um, but now it's just like an MP4 download. It's just, so you'll go to my website, you'll see you know, my most recent movie was uh, Sins Trans Lesbian Lovers. And I got like lots of nominations for that and stuff like that. But it's not an, it's not a DVD. It's not a physical copy. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew um, that. I was just saying, I don't know if anybody yeah. was still out there producing DVDs anywhere. I'm like, I think that's pretty much gone to the wayside now where it's just yeah. downloads and clips. Yeah, but we're still putting together uh, like four scene movies that like would be a DVD if okay. we were still making DVDs. Okay. Um, but so that that's just what my little company makes. And I just call, you know, I'm like an indie company. So like independent film. Okay, so everything's yeah. super low budget, <laughs> very cheap. Um, and, you know, I don't have. Um, so, yeah. So but then like companies like Adult Time, like Girls Way, like Sweetheart Video, um girlfriends films like they're still making those features as well it's just um you're less likely to buy a physical copy of it i guess um but those are all like i don't want to say only produced in la but a lot so but i'm not gonna go out there for like one gig you know it's like a five-hour drive for me so you're going all the way out there yeah, all the right back, right it's, like it's the so, trade-off of is it worth yeah, your time to do that or yeah. do your own stuff here right and, and that's the thing so like i do my own stuff which is again like only fans all the clip stores um making the custom videos you know every performer slot you know we, we all do it differently like some of you know especially let's say like more newer newer people to the industry they're probably still focusing on getting hired and booked in LA from studios that are paying them a performance fee. Right. And right. The thing, the way that people like myself look at it now is that like, those are still worth doing. Um, because, uh, you know, it's always nice to just get handed a paycheck for a performance. That's great too. But, uh, it's also kind of like advertising for your stuff now. So, you know, if I go out and do a shoot for a company in LA, well, then eventually that's going to come out. And then people who kind of only watch those videos, they're going to be like, oh, Sin's still around. And maybe they'll think in their head, I wonder if she has an OnlyFans. And like, you know, maybe that will like motivate them to find like the stuff that I'm making and doing on my own, which is sort of like the ultimate goal. Because something I learned from, you know, the first half of my career was all me performing for companies and just getting a paycheck right um and so i was able to make a decent living and i have the freedom which is like the most important thing about this job for me but um not really like save up a lot of money and it wasn't until i transitioned to producing custom videos and then like owning my own content and selling my own content and being the owner that like um, I could like watch my savings kind of grow. And so to me, I feel like that should kind of always be the goal, but you need to, but I was again, sort of um, privileged in the sense that like I had a career, I made a name for myself beforehand. And then like when Pornhub sort of came along and like, right. It, it was a different time in the beginning when you started compared to now, totally like, like even 10, time, 10 yeah. years ago. I mean, yes, streaming yeah, was a ago. thing but it wasn't where it is now with everything yeah. over the last five yeah. years. And yes. And so we've all, you know, like you have to adapt and, and, you know, everyone's just going to do the thing what works for them and makes them, you know, just the most comfortable with whatever they're doing. But, you know, I really advocate for performers to start making their own stuff as soon as possible and just use your phone and, you know, just learn to edit and, and like get your stuff up for sale somewhere where you're making, 
um, like a percentage off every sale you make. Because, you know, that's the thing too, though, like everybody used to always ask and still kind of does sometimes like you, you make residuals, right? Like when you're in a movie for such and such company, like you make residuals and I'm like, fuck no, it's <laughs> never been a thing ever. We, we get a performance fee and that is it. Um, so, you know, the company paying you the performance fee, they're the one who's making the profit off your work for the next fucking 30 years. Right. Like, they're not getting, you're not getting any money off any clicks. Somebody no. just playing that video on Pornhub. It's like, nope, you don't see anything. They're, they're the ones getting nope. the money off of that. You've got your one check and then you're, yep. you're on your way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, but if you, you do it yourself, then you get that money every single time. Anybody downloads it, that, that's money to you. Yep. So, um, so that's this. And another thing to just say quickly about, you know, being like, uh, when you tell porn stars on Twitter or something like I'm your number one fan, or you talk to them all the time, but so you're engaging with them all the time. Um, but you're not actually buying anything from them. Like if you don't actually like join their only fans, if you don't go to their clip stores and spend money on their clip stores, like then you're not their number one fan and you're not really supporting them at all. (laughs) True. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Like my number one fan, like she supports me on every possible platform that I have. Um, You know what I mean? And, and she has uh, made, you know, she has uh, let me know how much she loves my work by not only telling me, but also by purchasing my products and, and buying custom videos for me and supporting me in that way, like in a really real way. Um, so I just, it gets a little frustrating sometimes because I'm, I, I'm very, like I engage with people on Twitter um, and then certain people that like keep engaging, keep engaging, keep engaging. And then I'm like, you know, it'll be a video that they're like, wow, this looks so hot. And I'm like, yeah, you should buy it, you know, it's $10. <laughs> And then they'll be like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, but really, like, have you ever bought one of my clips ever? And then they start with this thing where it's like, you know, maybe, uh, well, I just don't, you know, think of you in that way. And I'm like, that's not a compliment. Like, (laughs) right. Then why are you here in the first place? Yeah, why are you here? (laughs) Oh, I just like your personality. And I just like your, I'm like, no, dude, that's not a compliment. Like, you know, me, me paying attention to you on Twitter, that's labor. Right. And you're just yeah. fine to like get that free labor from me and, you know, talk up like a big game as though you're like supporting me, but you can't even spend $10 on something I've made. Like it just, you know, or again, like my OnlyFans is only $10 a month and I post content every single day. I answer the DMs like a real person, not like a sex robot trying to, you know what I mean? Like, and it's me, it's really me. Doing right. It's it. you. Right. Some, some people have somebody that they pay to do it yeah. for them and post sure. things and respond to messages yes, but if you're out there yeah. doing it yourself this is your own time you can oh, be God. doing any anything so else much. with it yeah it's so much effort to um and you know that like i think a big complaint for a lot of people that you know maybe with the companies that are doing it for some of these um performers it's like they're just always trying to get more money out of them you know they're just like oh let's do a sexting session baby and all this stuff and it's just like give me give me give me give me And, you know, so I'm probably not making like the most money. I I know I'm not (laughs) on OnlyFans, but you're getting like a truly authentic experience there with me. And it costs you $10 for an entire month. And people are just like, yeah, sorry. Like, I just can't do it. And I'm like, then fucking like leave me alone. (laughs) Don't like monopolize my attention and stuff and claim to be like a supporter when you can't even like donate $10 to, to my um you know me eating food and paying bills and like my my life so that's just maybe a little rant but i think it's important that's all right. it, it is no definitely no for people to hear no it is for sure that, like we're human beings and like we put a lot of effort into this stuff and we need to feed ourselves this is yeah, capitalism, it's your man. it's your job you're, you're <laughs> yeah. out there you're doing your job i mean anybody who goes yeah. to work you, you do your job, you want to get paid. It's, it's the same thing. Yes. 
And people will complain to me sometimes and I'm just like, they'll be like, oh, well, you know, this custom video, it's, it's too much. I think I've seen other girls do this for less and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you walk into a Walmart and tell them that they're pricing their products wrong? Like, do you argue with the fucking checker? No, right. you don't. If, if, <laughs> if, if, if you don't like it, go someplace else. I mean, that's really yeah. what it comes down to. You, you're yeah. not going to waste your time conversing with somebody who is not going to change their mind and they're just yeah, and i think a lot of it is people just trying to people just want the freebies that that's that's the main thing and so many want. people so many people especially you know younger people who've grown up with free access to porn on their phones mm-hmm. any time of the day or night like they they just have it in their head like i will never pay for porn and you know when i was in middle school i remember feeling like i will never pay for makeup when i can just steal it from fucking rite aid um that's I'm a grown up now and I realize that's very fucked up. Well, yeah. <laughs> fuck Rite Aid. Fuck Rite Aid. I'll steal from Rite Aid all day long. Like, you know, if it was like Sally May's makeup store, like that would be totally fucked up, right? So. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. no, it, it, you don't, you don't steal good. from little mom and pop shops. Like, yeah. And that's, yeah. that's really all I am. I'm not a corporation. I'm not a fucking millionaire. Like, far from it so right yeah i'm really just trying to make a living doing something that provides me with um the freedom that i feel i need to live a good life for myself um it provides me with uh you know control over where i work who i work with when i work um and just the things that like for myself i feel i need um, and that also that I love to do that. I have really a lot of fun performing and stuff. So, you know, I'm just trying to make a living doing that. And, um, I, I need financial support from the people to buy my products. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah. And like I said, there's nothing wrong. With, like I said, it, it's your job. This is what you're doing. You're putting it out there yeah. and either you, you buy it and enjoy it or you move along to somebody else. I mean, that, that's it. Nobody's forcing yeah. anybody to say, hey, you have to pay the money to buy this. <laughs> Don't come out here looking for handouts. Totally. And, and that's the same thing with in, in any aspect of life. You don't just go around looking for handouts. You put in the work. You do what you got to do. Yeah. You pay for what you need. Yeah. Um, unless you want to steal from Rite Aid, that's fine. We, 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 no yeah, shame in that. Steal from Walmart, you're fine. Walmart will be okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They'll, they'll survive. <laughs> that's not a problem. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, you know, and kind of the way I think about OnlyFans or if OnlyFans ever disappears, any sort of like fan, uh, like fan club style site like that. Um, it's kind of like, so I, I watch a ton of YouTube. I love YouTube videos. There's so much to learn and talk about and discuss on you on youtube videos um i think about these fan sites as kind of like a patreon but you know youtube and patreon will not have us or anyone talking about sex at all but um and, and, and you almost lost the uh, only fans too when they were gonna we get away did, from that but then they decided I, yeah they, they saw how much money they're making and they're like oh wait no never uh, mind yeah yeah I, I i have to tell you though that i I don't have a complete faith that that's not going to go ahead and happen again. Yeah, yeah, it, it, um, it could, yeah. Because I think that there sometimes it's not just profits and money. There's a lot of other stuff going on behind the scenes with co- corporations like this. So I don't know, but but um, but yeah, I kind of think so. Like my favorite YouTubers, you know, they're like, "Hey, thanks for watching." You know, leave a like and subscribe and join my Patreon if you feel like you want to. And, you know, so then like I, I, um, pay monthly, it's just like tips. So people whose content on YouTube that I just absolutely adore and I watch it every time they come out with a video, you know, I'll shoot them like $5 a month or $10 a month or whatever. Um, and then you get access to like some more content and stuff like that. And so I just kind of think of it the same way. Like if you love my work and you love what I do, if you join my OnlyFans for $10 a month and like, you'll get so much from it. Um, and it, it's, it's really just the same thing. And thankfully, you know, Patreons work really well for a lot of creators. And so it's, it's nice to know that I think, especially this generation too, it's like, they understand that if they really like something they want to see more of it, like they're going to have to give some money, um, to like allow it to keep happening. And, um, 
you know, you're always going to have those people out there that are never going to give a dime. But thankfully, there are a lot of people out there that um, want to actually support you and want to see your stuff and, and will pay you for what you do. And I'm, I'm very grateful for those people. And I try to do it myself. You know, I try to give back to like the, the media and the content that I consume as well. So yeah, and, and, and even if you can't pay the money for it, at least if you can get out there and people, if you can like something or share it, mm-hmm. and, share tell, it. And, and tell people about it, too, spread because, the well, yeah, because even if you can't pay for it or you have issues going on, you can't spend the mm-hmm. money on it. Somebody else sees it and goes, oh, shit, I like this. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign up and, and pay for it. So you're, you're essentially yeah. getting a referral through that person. Sure. And, and they helped it out. So, I mean... Anyone who does that, I'll be happy to send yeah, you, you a free video. Yeah, there you <laughs> <laughs> Just spread the good word, people. You know, that, that's, all we're, yeah. that's all we're asking here. You know, but but hey, uh, Miss Sin Sage, I appreciate you coming on here, taking the time to chat, uh, have a, a beverage with me and, and talk about all the, the goings on in, in your world and in the adult industry. I mean, I... I think we hit all the websites and everything, but I'll put up all the links on the website and with the podcast. Cause like I said, there's quite a few in there that people can yeah. find you on sign <laughs> up for spread the good word. Uh, I mean, anything else you want to hit before we, uh, we sign off here? Um, no, that's good. That's good for now. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Hey, next, next time we'll bring on the MD 2020 and I'll get you the, uh, get the bling bling. And then, <laughs> and then, then we'll see, we'll see where, where we get to. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> she is Miss Sin Sage. Give her a follow, check out her OnlyFans, her website, all that good stuff. Be sure to check her out. I am bum wine, Bob. And until next time, Cheers. I need a beer. <laughs>